0: Where, where you want? Where you want this link? You want it in uh, your group chat? Oh. Or your
1: Slack? Oh yeah, put any links in there. there I, I just typed
2: there. Okay.
1: Okay. There.
3: Wait.
2: Here. Wait.
3: Hi. We are here at uh, MNU head office, Department of Alien Affairs. My name is Vikas Vanamarva. and behind me you can see other Alien Affairs workers. And what we do here at this department is. We try to engage with the prawn on behalf of MNU and on behalf of humans.
1: Get your bleep and tentacle out of my face. This is Filmsack.
3: sure hello
1: everybody welcome back to film sack minding the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind this is episode 406 i'm scott johnson and i'm joined today by brian you have to admit he looks like a prawn dunaway Oh, I do kind
0: of look like a prawn. Oh, hi. hi. This week on Film Sack, we forgo the buttered popcorn and soda and go straight for a big old cup of juice extracted straight from an alien hobo's arm. <laughs> Looks like we should have went with the pulp-free alien arm squeezins. These chunks are hard to swallow. Carson, napkin, and my compliments to the cat who threw up in this. Anywho... It is said that sucking down alien goo will allow you to operate alien technologies. And since we are all juiced up and ready to go, let's go give one of the, those wicked, cool alien mech suits a try. But first, how about 15 minutes of straight projectile vomiting into this cameraman's face? <laughs> Aloha, Randy.
1: <laughs> I love it. It's really good. (laughs) You make a good uh, audio Hmm. barf uh, (laughs) Foley sound. It's really good. Foley's. Uh, Also with this, Randy, you got black stuff coming out of
2: your nose there. Jordan. Aloha, Brian. Scott. Brian. Yeah. Randy. I guess I'm getting a big stage now, huh? All right, folks. Oh, okay. There's a camera. Cool. Please give me your complete attention. This one's going to be gross. Did I ever tell you boys about the time I had a little shop selling the body parts of powerful people to foreigners? No. Every little business uh like like oh, sorry. God. <laughs> <Cut. Cut>. God.
0: <laughs>
1: All
2: right. Take 2. Go. Every little business like this one goes easy as long as you follow my three bloody rules. Number 1. Don't rip people off. I mean, sure, rip their arms off, but don't underpay. No one likes a cheapskate. Number two, don't get caught up in the power of genitalia. Everybody's Mm. always talking about it, but eating dismembered uh, members don't work. (laughs) It don't work any more than any other body part. Number three, don't leave your otherworldly high-powered guns laying around in your showroom, you fool. That's just sloppy. I don't care That's if the sloppy. safety's on. That's just dumb. <laughs> True
1: story.
0: Yeah. Thank you a- was, was for taking me on that trip. Yeah. I enjoyed it. There's some uh, questions yes.
1: about guns laying around. We'll get to that. Sure. Oh, and- man. The
0: Wikipedia has a whole like paragraph on what guns they use from South Africa for this movie.
1: They're really good. Oh, wow. Uh, <gasps> with us, finally, Brian, the army guy has Lucius Malfoy's eyes, Ibit.
3: Oh, oh, wow. No kidding. Yeah. <gasps> uh, Okay, first I'm going to apologize for my accent. Something sprayed in my face and I haven't been the same since. By the way, you notice that South African accent sounds like me trying to do a New Zealand accent? A little, a little I, bit. I thought it sounded one. like you trying
0: to do your Borat.
3: <laughs> Something like that. Uh, one of the things that we've noticed at MNU are the different factions that have opened up in the district. We've got the prawns taking up most of the main area. If we move to the outskirts of the district a little bit, there's a neighborhood with some residents that weren't allowed in the main area. Follow me. It's just over this hill. Uh, all right. Well, oh, look at this guy. Hello, little buddy. This is one of the residents I was talking about. This. There we go. This little tan fella came to us a few years before all the prawns showed up, all the way from just outside Los Angeles, California. Now, he doesn't say much, but do you see this? Look at this. Look at this right here. His finger lights up. Isn't that something? All right. Let's <laughs> Let's head over the hill. Yeah, yeah. Phone home, little buddy. Yeah, phone home. Whatever. Okay. All right. Let's go over here to this guy right here. Uh, this shack is this. Uh, in this shack is this brown furry guy who showed up around the same time as the aliens. Also from California, kind of the San Fernando Valley area. Actually, he says his name is Gordon Shumway. Huh. Anyway, he won't stop. He won't stop talking, which is why we're not going to disturb him. Also, he keeps asking where he can get a cat to go along with all this cat food. Funny guy. Funny guy. (laughs) And lastly, is this weird-looking guy in this shack. He keeps asking for us to give him his egg back so he can fly back to his home planet. Oh, did you listen? And if you listen closely every night, he talks to his invisible friend Orson. Oh, what a funny guy, Orson! That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Mark, you put all the said.
1: well done. It's like a whole sci fi district. District I, Nine every, is full yeah. Sci-fi yeah. Every
3: eighties alien, actually, I guess yeah. Mark was 78, seventy eight, but yeah. every uh, every seventies and eighties alien that came would have been I right really, before. Yeah. these guys. Right. I really
0: tuned into the uh, the Mil-Mac factor with uh, <laughs> Alf and the cats because I kept wondering: you cannot possibly have that much cat food without cats. Where
3: the cats? They <laughs> ate them. Yeah, Absolutely. the the cats are dying because there's no cat food left right no kidding yeah the cat
1: food thing is a funny thing if you want to look at the economics of it it gets real weird real quick but uh our film this week is district nine everyone uh i'll just say it now so that dunaway can eat it Uh, (laughs) this is uh this is one of my favorite movies ever uh certainly in the uh, the sci-fi genre i love district nine i love it i love it i love it I, i painfully wait every year for an announcement of a district ten or some sort of follow up, mm. so we can get to the next phase yeah. of this story. Never uh, gonna happen. Nil Bloom Camp last year said uh, district ten is still happening. It's just a matter and of when. Know, and you
0: know what he said? You know what he said the year before that? What? And the year before what? that? What? And the year before that? <laughs> what? And the year before that? It's the only quote on <laughs> listen, record is 2017. I just want to put that out
1: there. Uh, and it's great. Listen, even
3: it, Axel Rose finally came out with Chinese democracy down <laughs> the way, so it can happen. These kind of okay. things do happen.
2: <laughs> okay but but we while we're on the subject we got to talk about all the movies that never got a sequel that should have got a sequel okay because mm. this oh, is man. this is getting up there like this movie when it first came out i was like okay yeah i mean it's good it's like maybe top 10 sci-fi of all time but i was never thinking it needs it desperately needs a sequel and there's some films that you feel like how did that not happen mm. right like the goonies mm. for instance mm. maybe how did that i never right. get a sequel i, I get that but they were
0: uh, they were rich this, by that time.
1: So this yeah. this one fun, needs yeah. one though. This one's like, hey, I'll be back in three years. Hey, this one, yeah,
2: this one promises a sequel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, how how did Willow never get a sequel? That is mind blowing. Well, that movie, I, that movie was like destined to have that, a series yeah but isn't popularity great popularity is
1: tied to sequels too i don't think willow yes, did right. very well critically or or box office wise at the that's time,
0: why there's right. only
3: one daniel craig girl with a dragon <laughs> tattoo movie yeah
0: eh, yeah <laughs> now district nine did did great for the budget i mean it, it sure. did very well yeah it did well. really well
1: it was only a 30 million dollar budget it was money given to him by uh
0: P, uh peter um, and Peter Jackson's Peter back Jackson,
1: pocket. almost said Peter Murphy for some reason from
0: Bauhaus. You know, <laughs> Peter Jackson's oh. back pocket. They were using Peter Jackson's cameras. Peter Jackson's just like, yeah, I'll do this,
3: whatever. Yeah, and it was cool. It was the Best Picture nominee at the Oscars. Yes, it was. It was. It was so crazy. I would just like to it like was. take
1: all of that as evidence <laughs> that this is a great movie. And Dunaway's up up in the night smoking the crack because <laughs> no, no, he doesn't no. think it's good. No,
0: now, now when when this is this is a theory of this is kind of a, a relativity thing. Okay, so uh, far as District Nine goes, if you ask me, Brian. Would you like to watch District Nine? I would go, oh, no, thank you and the reason why is because there it, i I just don't find anything uh, likable about the characters in the movie You're crazy. and it, it, it's a fine movie it was it was well filmed it was well thought out, everything was executed very well. I just did not I do not find any relativity to to enjoy. Uh, the characters, or pull for any of the characters, or pull for anything that happens, or pull pull for any human or alien. I literally don't like anyone or anything, any character in this movie. You don't Except like Christopher? For maybe, the, maybe the maybe the baby, maybe the Christopher's. He's he's borderline, almost likable. Can't get there. His well, his really? son, Christopher. Christopher's son. Yeah. is probably a little more likable to me.
2: It is I want to grant something it is a really harsh decision by the filmmakers to have the aliens speak some unknowable tongue and we have to read on the screen what they're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a that's a decision it's very very obtuse and it and it changes the whole film away from something like Star Wars where we just grant that the, we have a universal translator at our ear and off we go. Mm. Like that that is really something and like after watching you know it's a 2 hour long movie i'm a little tired and i'm like okay <laughs> i don't want to you know like Exhausted. i don't i don't need this to to be a binge watchable 20 hour series well
1: yeah but that i'm like i would even say but in star wars cases there's plenty of in star wars as a as an example there's plenty of examples in that movie or in those movies where they rely on what district 9 does there's there's people who speak in uh, subtitles and then yeah. you have like chewy where it's basically a i don't
3: know it's but, like a one
2: way
1: always it's a great yeah, situation where
3: you right. get it from the context of people responding, right? Exactly. So, what's who's the yes.
1: comedian on stage always on doing a phone call? Had a couple TV shows. That's no, Bob, Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. has yeah. great phone. Yeah. It was like the. Yeah. It's like Bob. <laughs> Han Solo is Bob Newhart, basically. <laughs> uh, uh,
3: wow, what, what's that, Chewie? You say you don't want to go through the uh, the asteroid belt? Yes. Uh, all right. Oh. That's basically yeah, and that's it. a gag.
2: Like, like he's Chew, Chewbacca sounds ridiculous, and uh, so does R two D two, right? Yeah. But this right. movie like we we have we have a, an apartheid story which is already uh, you know kind of brutal and and it's a very adult theme that you got to really think about and you you know you're going to be sad and uh you know to to take the faction that's being oppressed and make it impossible to understand them but i have a bunch of english speaking characters who understand them it was just it, it, like that's just a decision i'm not saying it's a bad one but it it, it makes the whole film into something that it might not have been well, if the decision had been made differently.
1: I, I'm gonna say right now, I'm gonna put my hand up and say that makes this a better film because it I agree. It it really mm-hmm. locks in the idea right. that we depersonalize ourselves from those we separate ourselves from and it starts small and it grows and it gets worse. I mean there's millions, well, I don't know what millions, but there's many, many historical examples of this happening where a a marginalized part of society is labeled as something they call, in this Mm -hmm. case, they call them prawns. They have a weird Mm -hmm. language. If you understand it, you can translate it, but they're not talking English. So therefore they're less than we are. Like there's this really great adherence to those social things that I think makes the film extremely impactful. And it does this one thing that movies can do so well, which is take something in real life and put it up on screen in a way that makes it more uh, palatable I mean, it's still a harsh movie, but more palatable because you're like, oh, it's science fiction. It's something Star Trek does in a much more light way, but it lets you talk about real issues and actual social impact and what it means to be on one side or the other. And to also watch somebody on one side who's casually on one side be drugged to the other side simply because he got a face full of the goop and and have that sort of dawn on him over time. Like, oh, my gosh. Now I'm now I get it. Now I'm one of them.
0: Now they're after me. Like it's a really good version did of that. Ever, I see that was my problem. Okay, so no arguments. Is the movie good? Is it an important message? Yes. Did they were? Was it a smart movie? Yes. There were so many great things about this movie, but you said something. You were at, to to uh enjoy this movie. I did not enjoy this movie for two things: the distancing. Of films from my experience... And two things that they did. For this film. Oh, oh, oh there it he goes. Litchy. Oh, Litchy. Glitchy. Glitchy. Okay. Oh, glitchy. You know what? I think it, I think it, <laughs> <what> the <laughs> it was the universe <laughs> telling
3: they did not want to hear your second thing. Okay. Brian, Brian, I got it. I got it. I
0: got it. I got it. All right. So I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it.
3: All right. The fact that you keep talking during the whole thing to make sure that none of us say anything.
0: Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. You're not saying it. I'm finishing my statement. All right. So the, wow. the, film makes me, the film makes me feel disconnected for several reasons. First of all, film footage films always make me feel disconnected. I don't feel like I'm a part of a film when, when it does that. And that's probably just my film language understanding. Mm. And I, I felt disconnected there, as well as nothing likable about any of the characters. And I mm. disagreed and said Christopher is, had likable aspects to him. It didn't resonate with me. Mm. Therefore, that's why I don't care for this movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just Can saying you? I don't care for it because Do you think it would have been
3: mm. less effective though, not as a found footage if it was just a regular straight kind of typical typically yes. delivered movie? You think that would have been as I effective? No. I would have I would have found
0: a way to I was fine with the found footage setup. Well it's not really I kept found watching. footage. I kept, I kept watching because I kept going, Oh, twenty minutes in they're gonna do this found footage. They're gonna Well kind of hold, of on, hold on, hold on. For stuff. some
1: clarity, we should say it's not found footage. It's just documentary. No, style. no, it's shot uh, like it's, it's it's shot like found footage. It's described as it's just uh, a documentary. As, That's all it is. Yeah. No nobody yeah. went and <laughs> got, oh, look at this old tape. No, We've no, got to no. find out what's on well, here. They
0: kinda they kinda did because they rolled back through it and you know, like the first thirty minutes or the first act, they kind of start slowly hinting that uh this thing that was going along, they were documenting.
1: Yeah, Turn bad. Yeah, it's a documentary. It's not. So, I'm. What right. I'm saying is, literally, found footage movies are them finding footage somewhere and going, "Right, ooh, like what's
2: Cloverfield. this?" Cloverfield, Cloverfield. Yeah, like Cloverfield, Cloverfield. Yeah. Where, which
3: Project. And That's and not I, this. I felt disconnected
2: and, from Cloverfield as well. And <laughs> we uh, we unfortunately got saddled to the uh, to the term mockumentary a long time ago yeah. to mm-hmm. just to just mean a documentary that is fictional, and mm-hmm. it's too bad because w- there's nothing mocking in in this movie nothing nothing like uh you know best in show or something like that spinal tap
3: or something like that (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. but but
2: it is like like the mockumentary style i want to grant it does fit itself better to something like a netflix series than a feature film Mm -hmm. it just it just the style is is putting you in a particular headspace and i think Mm -hmm. that's i think it's important for this movie and if it had been uh if it had been shot as a regular straight up edited you know, 35 millimeter film, I think it could have been really beautiful, but it would have, it would not have had that, the grittiness of his, uh, his journey, right? Cause it's right. It's also well, extremely, also
1: the, it, it's, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead a bit. Go ahead.
3: Oh, you also get the kind of the bonus of the things that he's saying, Oh, don't put this on camera. Don't show this. And you know, when he's being kind of abusive to the, to the aliens, which is a great, you kind of need that to say, all right, this guy's, this guy means well, he's not as much of an idiot as he comes across as he's kind of a dick. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, like, like pulling the little uh, feeder tubes out of the eggs and things like that. Um, One really quick thing I wanted to say though, about the uh, mockumentary style. I'm always hyper paranoid, not paranoid, hyper aware of that style and almost looking for flaws in it. And Mm -hmm. I hate it when I, when I'm watching something like this and they're, the the cameras are in a place where they shouldn't be just so they can give you story that you wouldn't get if it was truly a documentary for example being in the the room when Christopher and his kid are dripping the last little bits of goo actually Christopher and a friend are dripping the last little bits of goo and hiding the um right right the device that stores it there's no way they would do that if there were the documentary cameras in there whether or not so the, they make that stuff long. clear yeah, right. though so like
1: the, they cut it in a way that is like the the footage of Deepak Chopra or whatever his name is outside. Vickis. Just say (laughs) Vickis. Vickis. Doing his thing and and the footage of them inside. That's when the break first happens. That's the very first break between the two formats. And when it happens it's like this contrast and i like that a lot it's i like really the split. Easy to
2: close that loop too right you establish another new prawn who knows how to use a camera and have him just hanging around everything going on right documenting what's happening well that i, mean, I never i, mean, I never I mean, got the sense it. they
1: were trying to show us that i just i think that's huh. just the point where they said this is happening in real time this isn't being filmed they're just off doing their thing while the humans think what they're doing is this noble restructuring, re, uh, relocating of all these aliens. And, and meanwhile, there's a real story happening behind all of this, which is Christopher, his son, and this friend are really close now to getting this ship out of here. And they've this 20 years in the making. He's going to finally pull this off. Most of the prawns have, have decided just to let themselves dilapidate and turn into a, a vicious fight over who's got the most cat food. And,
3: wow, and, I did not, but, I did not pick that I'm, up as a separate thing going on. Like, but I'm, a, with, I'm, a, no, oh, I'm I'm no, totally I'm with you, Brian. But
2: like, uh, there's so many examples. There's a, there's a. After uh, vicus escapes the first time, he goes to this restaurant that he loves mm, and mm-hmm. tries to tries to order, and it all oh, falls right. apart because of the TV. <laughs> right. And this, and it's like, wait a minute, am I looking at security footage in a dump? Like, I don't, I don't think right. this restaurant would have. A security camera pointed right at the person taking right. the order See, I, like no, that, it's, that it's um, you guys
1: missed the break the break happened it was a it was a physical break in the film and it happened with the friend uh, Christopher and the son and when that happened, you're you are I think anyway' we're out I, of the documentary. you're supposed style. to go, oh okay, now we're it, moving to a different phase of this and from then on, you get the the documentary half starts to slip away and eventually mm-hmm. goes away entirely and the rest
0: uh, of that no,
2: movie is not it, that. Yeah. At
1: all
0: it never that that that's I disagree. my that they look
2: back stuff is all over the phone no there i disagree 100 percent. and at the, the, it. End, it the, back, the end it comes back
1: it loops back yeah. at the end and has the interview people again as mm-hmm. if they're summing it up but i'm telling you right now there is a purposeful break there and i would i'd put money on that i'd put it would have to be
3: because walking around with with vickis you you, there's no way that all right he's on the run and everybody's trying to find him but the camera crew right there hanging around him you know would kind of make it pretty obvious where he's at for the helicopters coming and stuff like that no there's tons so of I'm, shots I'm like, that. That to be, to that? like that they're right, in the ship who's right. filming that there's nobody in the ship filming
1: filming them there's nobody filming any of that stuff like this is that's that's part of the thing is it's like vicus's uh, is that how you'd say it <laughs> V- Vickuses. Vickuses. it's wickis
0: van Damme. Well, it's,
1: it's
3: spelled wickis but it's pronounced
1: vickis yeah, Vickus, yeah. Venner, so, so, when Ve- so when vickis is uh, uh uh has the f- cameras on him and he's trying to you know do stuff to look good for this thing and they're documenting the experience mm-hmm. there's yeah. moments where like when you get sprayed in the face he's like you're not going to show that right you, that part will you'll leave that out and, right, and 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 so, again, they, yeah, they keep some of that stuff in. But it's a way of showing us, I think, that there's a veneer to this that they were trying to keep and maintain that we're doing the right thing. This relocation is the best thing for both the prawns and us when really it's just a big veiled racism thing. And then as time goes on, that veneer slips away because the reality sets in. You no longer need a uh, you know, there's no camera to see this lens through. It's now just now you're in it. So I, I would, I'll, I'll to my dying day say that there was never an attempt in this movie to be a documentary all the way well, through. It,
3: and it needs, yeah, it, it would, it can't, you have to say that. I mean, you have to feel like that. Otherwise that does break the film for you is, is, uh, as it would for me, if, if, if I really analyze like, all right, well, this is, a doc- I mean, cause they do still have kind of the shaky cam going on through some of the later scenes that feel like they shouldn't be filmed with a documentary crew in the spaceship, for example, it still has a little bit of that shaky cam. Look, it's not a, we're going from the shaky cam look of the documentary to the steady cam look of a, of a film piece just tonight, not break that fourth wall for these parts anymore. No, I mean, that would be maybe too abrupt,
1: but when they, I can tell you the moment it happened it's when they were on the pile of trash looking for alien technology and not human technology. And the kid found the little cylinder and stuff that was all, multiple cuts close up here close up there that's not somebody filming them there's nobody there filming them there's nobody with a camera i think yeah
0: i think they did a they did a fine job they were very they were very smart in how they filmed that and how they how they cut it back and forth i never got confused about any of that stuff i just felt disconnected and that may be what the director wanted you to feel was disconnected and for me it fell flat because of that because i never connected to the characters and i always felt like I didn't feel like Vicus was doing anything heroic ever, uh, even up to the end when he kind of finally uh, steps over to the other side. I, I feel like it's like he's dying, and it's like he doesn't. I don't know. It's still know. Pretty it heroic feel, it though, because he's
1: like in the last throes of likeable. life, and he's like, "Get out of here!" In fact, he says well, he the was line. He, he says, was "Dying anyway." So I know, like, but that's but no, but that's that doesn't matter if you're dying anyways. Well, I'm dying anyway. It right. may as well be the heroic thing. I think what he was saying is he and he said it to Christopher. He said the words. Get out of here before I change my right. mind. Like he's Breaking still, yeah, he's still right. fighting with his chickenness, his anxiety, well, is whatever. I, think I had
0: trouble because the way the way Charlto Copley played this uh, the character for some reason, all I could see was Borat the whole time. Really, <laughs> I mean, I totally, <laughs> yeah, totally disagree. Really? Yeah,
2: totally I'm
0: disagree. Borat. Yeah. And so I, you could totally disagree, but I that, that's what I saw. Like I said, it's going to be very much a just a perspective problem for me. As a matter of fact, what what pops up uh, like in my little sidebar? A District Nine. Oh, let me see, Borat, right over there on the right hand side of suggestions of uh, other other mockumentary uh, movies. And for some reason, like I said, it just felt uh, very. I I don't know. I just I couldn't connect. I just couldn't do it. Well, Google has
1: told me that I need grandma panties once when I was looking for, ah, a, uh... and they're
0: not wrong. <laughs> So, uh, point proven. No, my, I,
1: I, this is interesting because I, of all the movies we've seen lately, especially lately, but but of all the movies we've ever seen, I, this would have been the least. I would have thought the least controversial uh, right. choice to say yes, this is a great movie. This isn't, or this has major flaws, or doesn't. Like this doesn't feel like we're this. This is the closest we've gotten back to like Minority Report, in my opinion. I'm
0: not saying I'm not saying this is not a great movie. That's the difference. Like Minority Report, I will argue that it's not a great movie. This movie, I know, it, I can totally see, it's a great movie. It is It, it is funny that,
3: that this is, you know, the the first movie you go to to say, right. the last movie I remember really, really liking was another one that Brian Dunaway hates. <laughs> this is
2: this is, uh, this is another one of those examples, we've talked about this before, where if you're talking to your friends after seeing a movie, and three of you think it was a 9 out of a 10, and you think it was a 7, they all consider you... To hate the movie, and you don't at yeah. all. Yeah. You know, like it's just there's such a difference between a, a nine and a seven from the nine's perspective. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean,
1: you're you're right, and I'm not here to say that. You know, this, I'm not even sure I think it's a ten, but but uh if I'm to if I'm to put up my you know the the science fiction sort of sub genre on the wall and make make some picks, I'm putting this way up there, man. Like. It's just yeah, yeah, now, one of the most okay, unique ideas. Picks,
0: say, okay, so this is how I look at some of my list. It's like, okay, here's the top ten best sci-fi movies that were ever created. Is not necessarily the same top ten list of top ten sci-fi movies I like to watch or want to watch. It's not. They're not the same list. There's a lot of overlap, right? Oh, there's there absolutely a lot of overlap. Yeah, but we're but, just saying what's, in what's your, your list, not, not saying my. I want to watch versus. Uh, What I think was a good movie.
1: Well, that's interesting. So, er, do you have movies that you really like, or that you think are really
0: good, but you don't want to watch? Like, what's there's lots. I mean, I I love The Godfather, but I'm not going to go back and watch it again. That's not it's not it's not my top ten most watchable. Movies. It's a great I film. Can see I, that. I watched it. It's so artful. It's yeah. so nobody. Well done.
2: Nobody wants to go back and rewatch 2001. I remember coming out of Children of Men saying, "Oh, what a great sci-fi film, top mm-hmm. ten of all time." But I don't want to watch it again. I mean, I might, I might visit that one
1: every, you know, it might be a decade apart or something to appreciate it again or something. But I, I take your point. That's a good point. I hadn't really thought about okay. that. See, and that's where I find your stance though on this movie weird just because i could watch district nine again today like i'd be yeah. into watching it right, right. now again because i like it that and i'd much. be
0: on my phone <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no i understand it i totally I, I think i understand where you're coming from and it can't be can, this for
2: everybody obviously can, but man can man, we talk it. about some of those others in the top 10 of all time that are sort of like singular because mm. like it's really easy to talk about like blade runner or alien but those those are movies that have to do with a lot of other movies like, like I remember w- the first time I saw Inception, I was just like, oh, wow. Or, or, uh, uh, a uh, uh, rival, a uh, uh, rival really got me. That was so only good. a couple years ago. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. Really got me. I'm like, that goes in the top 10. Like, do you have any, like where you, you just came out and were like, okay, that's, that's it. I'm top 10. Moon 10.
3: was, Moon was that for me. Moon was great. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. yeah Moon's awesome. And one where it's like, you know, we talked earlier about, about movies that, um don't have sequels i felt like a lot of the ones you brought up goonies and uh, willow and and moon for example i feel better that it's a complete closed story i yeah. don't want to know what happens to the kids after they get out of uh wa- or right. get their houses back in washington yeah or,
2: that uh, subject is really about a movie where you're like how did that not have a sequel everybody everybody popularity. expected sure. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, uh, like recently the movie Bridesmaids was just destined for a sequel. How does it not have a sequel yet? Like mm-hmm. that movie just mm-hmm. like it the, doesn't the... have a sequel? Wait a minute. Nope. I, I know mind. it feels like I know it's like every, it was a
3: sequel. <laughs> every Kristen Wigg and Melissa McCarthy right. movie is the sequel to that one, but You're right. it's not.
2: Yeah. You're right. It's
1: surprising <laughs> that one Holy doesn't. Crap. It? But yeah, yeah, like, uh, some of these that you've mentioned are ones that I don't necessarily want to dive right back into. Like I'd, I'd love to rival. Like I really liked arrival a lot, but I don't think I want to see it very often.
2: No. And, mm-hmm. and a big mm-hmm. part of its, of its mystique is the fact that the film itself doesn't tell you much. Yeah. Right? right. Like it leaves a lot of questions unanswered. And usually that's where a sequel goes. Like the, the matrix was great. And, and you're like, okay, well here come matrix two, because there were a lot of things for you to find out still. Whereas, like a movie like Ar- Arrival is, is is like telling you, no, you're not going to find those things out. We're gonna we're gonna finish the story. Like here's why all of this happened, but all of the questions you have just stay in the movie. Yeah,
0: well, I, I'll tell you the, a film that really blew me away in the last couple of years was uh, Annihilation, and I don't think it's necessarily on anybody's top ten list, but for some reason it really jives with me. I, I don't mind
2: uh, turning it on. I, I purchased it and uh, I've watched it several times. Why the, Why do you think people love hate it? I haven't seen it. And yeah, I've noticed that I get reviews that are like, this is a top 10 of all time. And other reviews that are like, it's garbage. Yeah, it's, it's a real good question. I think, I think you either like Natalie Portman's uh, uh,
0: presence or you don't. I think that's where most of it hinges because there's a lot of really cool ideas, really a really lot of cool scenes. But if you don't believe uh, Natalie Portman as the, is the, is the central part of this then i, I think you'll have a trouble i think that's probably where most people flip back and forth either like it or don't i like natalie portman some people say she's stiff cold i thought that was perfect for this particular uh, role so i was i was like yeah hmm. go with
3: it i still haven't seen it either and i know i feel like it's been streaming like it felt like it was streaming really shortly after it was in theaters right
0: right, right. I i'm not sure but it was i i like i said i enjoyed it it was it was worth the purchase
3: for me hmm there we go it's uh on hulu Uh, Amazon Prime and Hulu. Excellent. Oh, it's out Yeah, watch it. You may hate it, but I like it. Oh, it's got Tessa Thompson. I love Tessa Thompson. Mm -hmm. I don't know who Tessa Thompson is.
1: I can't picture who that is.
3: Tessa Thompson is, um, she's the head of uh, the company on Westworld. Oh uh, oh I do like her. Uh, she was yeah. uh Ragnarok um, in uh yep, Ragnarok. Ragnarok, Ragnarok yep. Yep. She's, she's a, in she's Bobby in the and
1: now Men in Black. Yeah, the new men in black with oh, yeah. still with Chris Hemsworth.
3: Yeah.
1: I can't tell how I feel about that. I know that's a different subject and probably shouldn't talk about it today, but I can't I look at the tra- some trailer shots. I haven't actually seen a trailer, but I've seen, you know, sh- shots. Right. And I and it just to me looks just like if it was Will Smith and uh Tommy Lee Jones running yeah, around. Mean, it's, it, it's, it's it's weird. Yeah. I don't know.
0: It's, it's, it stays within it's got the same it's got the same uh area where they where they walk into in, in the actual MIB headquarters so i mean it's definitely not it, it's a it's a i say reboot i believe is what they're calling it so it's not like a direct sequel or anything but it's still i mean it's absolutely all the tech looks the same just different players yeah that's interesting to me i kind of want
1: to mm-hmm. i kind of want to see it but then a part yeah. of me's like if you're just gonna rehash this thing again, and if Rip right. Torn isn't the guy in charge back at headquarters, <laughs> I'm out. No sale.
0: He's, he's he's not. Yeah, unless they CGI him in, right? Well, he's not dead. Rip alive. Well, he's alive. not gonna do this no, though. But
3: he had some. But he had some issues. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. Like a few years ago. Yeah didn't didn't he go kind of uh, did he lose it or something? <laughs> didn't he go Rip torn it? on didn't us? Didn't he go a little <laughs> Randy <reindeer> Quaid <laughs> <plate> on us? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he ripped. It got
2: ripped and torn a little bit. I have no idea. Is that ripped torn. I don't remember. Yeah. I and, thought Rip Torn was all he, right. His, he's 87. His watch has ended.
3: Okay. <laughs> he, can, <he's> <laughs> he could retire. <laughs> he can yeah, step down. He,
0: he uh, pleaded guilty to breaking in into something, I think. What?
3: Substance, weird, substance abuse issues. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Really? Rip Torn. Yeah. Okay.
1: I, had, I missed that particular he's had controversy. He had some troubles.
0: Uh, so, I forgot to I, play
1: this, by the way. I've got to play this and get this out of the way. Hold on. District 9. Oh. <laughs> an extraterrestrial race forced to live in a slum-like condition on Earth suddenly finds a kindred spirit in a government agent who is exposed to their biotechnology. I don't think that that's a good description. I mean, no, Fletcher did no, a fine no. job, but it's a terrible description. But I mean,
3: that's it is a hard movie to sum up in. But yeah, because it's three couple sentences. So yeah. so yeah. let's let's go through. It
2: fits neatly into three acts, and I want to talk about those three acts. So the first act is an apartheid story. It's mm-hmm. a straight up. This is a bad thing mm-hmm. there's There's not an easy solution. Here are our people and what what do you think of this? The second act is about. Uh, government. Uh, if if we don't allow governments to make war, we really shouldn't allow private enterprises to make war. Mm-hmm. Like that. That second part is a is a straight up anti war message all around arms dealing and what happens when uh like I say businesses are are incorporated by governments to do horrible things. Right. Third act is a flat-out action sequence. It's yeah. got it's got a car chase, it's got gunfights, it's got a mech warrior. Like it is nothing but <laughs> it is nothing but an action escape in the third act. So, my question is for f- number 1, did those flow together for you or did you feel like they were three distinct things? And two, which of which of those did you like the most and not like?
3: I mean, it definitely flowed together for me. I mean, I see the point of the three movies. It didn't feel like like there was a a real big break between those three movies. Right, I would agree. with Um, that. but with uh, that. which which of those do I like best? I mean, I really I do like the 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 fake documentary style. I'm, I can't bring myself to say mockumentary because because of the reasons you brought up earlier. It's no Spinal Tap. It's the best <laughs> well, part the, right, part right. of the reason it works
1: so well is that it's extremely well done on the interviewers' part, the interviewees' mm-hmm. part. Those guys all kill it. Like, it doesn't feel like one of those fake things where they're uh responding in ways that feel like responses an, an actor would make. These sound like real people right. saying right. Yeah, this is what happened and there was a point in the time you know the, the way they describe it is very realistic and really well done. I don't know if you guys know this, the one guy that kept coming back to all the time, kind of a uh, messy-haired looking normal dude. I don't know what to call yeah. him. Jason Cope. That guy, he's the he's the body double for uh for Christopher. So he's he's got double duty here. <laughs> Oh, really yeah he's Christopher running around doing like mocap f- mocap kind of stuff for, yeah for yeah he's the mocap guy and then at the and on the other end he's one of these interviewees which is uh, he's very effective there as well so that guy doesn't get enough credit but anyway the whole that entire documentary bit really worked for me but I don't see it as three movies I see it as really good acts it's like act one act two act three and uh-huh. and they are very good at 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 sewing them together sewing it up in the end uh the one part dunaway has brought up a few times is how he didn't find anybody likable in this that's one of the things i like about the movie is that vickis becomes more than he was and it's that i find that likable about him and i needed that i needed that journey because i wouldn't have believed it if it happened too quickly I, yeah, we like, literally right. see him
3: transform yeah you know i mean well, we we
0: do but turn. we keep seeing it we keep seeing him transform and then flopping back he's he's definitely a flip-flopper and that's why i couldn't believe what he was doing at the end because i'm like it literally he even says if you don't go now i'm gonna flip-flop again i'm like i I just can't either you're heroic or you're not
3: yeah. Flawed heroes are, are way more entertaining. I than
0: like flawed. flawed heroes are okay, but this guy is just a full on one minute. He'll be trying to save you next minute. He's pulling the tubes out of your eggs. And I mean, I know it was a little ways <laughs> apart, but it didn't feel apart enough. I didn't see enough growth.
3: See, I don't feel but like, I don't feel like he retreated back. Like even when they're down in the, the fourth level underground MNU trying to get the, right. uh, the, the tub of goo, the tube of goo. Like even then he's like, well, I, I told you I could get you down here. I don't have a way out. And, uh, you know, he's not was, thinking about himself. I like think, oh, I think, had
0: a, I think that i would had a breather with Christopher and, uh, Vickis, uh, it, and just had a little time to cement their relationship other than as they're running away. Now you're my best friend. Five minutes ago, I was leaving you for dead and now you're my best friend. Let's mm-hmm. go live together. I it didn't, it didn't seem to <laughs> me
1: yeah That's i fine. i get it and I, I i don't know i don't know why this this movie i don't know i in my head i would have i would have guessed somebody said all right hey uh scott what do you think dunaway's gonna think i'd go oh, oh i'll he bet he it. i'll bet he loves this as much as i do i'll bet he
2: is so into this movie i, oh, guessed I guessed that wouldn't too, i wouldn't man. have guessed that at all really brian yeah. brian dunaway loves movies that have schlock and this movie yeah. is really schlock <laughs> <movie>, free this, <laughs> this movie is quite it it, it Border borderline uh, hyper realistic. Like it goes to, it goes to great lengths to. For instance, in the, in the middle third, where you finally go underground and see what this horrible organization is is doing, uh, it goes to great lengths to try to like gross you out, like yeah, to really, oh yeah, uh, make you make you feel horrible, yeah, and uh, like that's not Brian Dunaway's style at all. Brian likes a yeah. movie that's got some gross jokes.
3: <laughs> that's
2: but, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It was, I, uh, I I, I like a I like
2: a I like a mob boss in the
0: center of a dump heap with in a wheelchair wanting to eat arms as much as the next guy, but uh not nearly enough of that. <laughs> that uh, was, guy got a great a-
2: death though. Great awesome death right. for that dude. Love I mean, that. This, yeah. we- uh, we we got to talk about this movie's rating because I feel like it's it's very R rated because oh, yeah. of the themes. It's not necessarily. Sh- I mean, it is kind of showing you someone shooting at a pig carcass, but like it, it, even when it does, it's sort of like it happens really fast, and you don't know if you really saw what you saw. But if you Try to actually think about it. The theme is very R-rated, very adult. I
1: I agree, but I I would also argue that the violence in the film is extremely violent. There are people being popped like balloons, and blood mm-hmm. being spattered on
0: cameras behind them, and heads being blown off. And like See, it's that a- doesn't seem violent to me. That just seems ridiculous because one right one minute they're they're a human form, the next second they're just spray. I mean, the whole thing's just gone. It it reminded me a lot. This movie reminds me a lot of Starship Troopers doing that documentary dropping into the characters the, the over-the-top explosions of bodies it's i will the, never ever
1: the... allow anyone to compare starship troopers to <laughs> i'm Distant sorry Nine. it's the same it film feels like i thought starship this is part two. felt
3: like such a pulp comic book compared to this yeah starship Great. troopers
1: is also a bad movie
3: <laughs> this is a good movie. Hey, this now, is a good movie. No, no, no. Movie?
1: I admit that we have our fun with it, and we. I really enjoyed it for Film Sack, and there's things I I enjoy about watching that movie. No no question about it, but it's not
0: good. And see, and see, and see, this is why Randy was not surprised with my take. Yeah,
2: you like yeah.
1: the
0: schlock. I get it. Uh-huh. I
1: get yeah,
2: it. And, and also, uh, it raises the question, what makes a movie a good movie? Like, it's award season, and we're heading into that moment when we all find out the ten movies that people who watch way too many movies think were uh, the best of the last year, and and we all go, oh, I you know I haven't heard of that, haven't heard of that, haven't heard of that, and you know to answer the question, what makes a, a good movie is really hard, mm-hmm. and like yeah. this this is one of those things where it's just like I think enough of of District Nine was different to us, like we just hadn't really seen anything like that before, that we just were set. To like it to say that's cool because we just like we're surprised i you know like i i never thought about a movie where a south african uh, government guy is walking around in a slum like it just like it is it, amazing to me so like I, i'm willing to grade it higher right out of the gate because it's different right
1: right right i'm sure there's that for a lot in a lot of people's minds back then i mean we're looking at 10 years now this movie's 10 years old I think it holds up incredibly well visually and I think effects wise. I think it's very organic looking like the way the aliens are sort of in the world still looks completely believable to me and not Mm -hmm. weird.
0: Alien design.
1: Alien designs awesome.
3: Oh, fantastic. And yeah, you know, what's great about that alien design is it works perfectly to make you fear them when you first see them on camera. Like, Oh my God, I'm glad these things are like locked away and fenced off and kept, Subjugated here. And then as you get to know them, you start, you know, you, the, the, the xenophobia subsides. You're like, oh my God, these are, you know, they're totally getting mistreated. No wonder they're fighting for scraps and, yeah. and, um,
0: right. Uh, Plus, they got those rebalance. little T Rex arms that come out of their chest. What is that about? Right.
3: Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I love those it, yeah. little, little shrimp, shrimp, uh,
0: yeah, those are, those are
1: rad. And they're just, and when they start getting close up shots of them, like when he's, when Christopher's in the bus, And he's can't get to his son, and the Mm -hmm. cameras the cameras slow down in there and kind of get up on his eyes, and you know it's you 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 begin the humanity of the alien, if that's a way of even saying that starts to come through, and it really works for Mm -hmm. me. Like I really feel for them. I I I like that the movie goes in with this artifice of they're all gross, so get them out of here, Mm -hmm. and then you go wait, they're individuals. They have individual things. They have people they care about. They have stuff they care about. Like it's it's a it's, a, it's just a really smart way of shoving that particular morality tail down our throat without it tasting bad, for me anyway. It's like a, I'll tell you, I, I'm I'll tell not you being preached thing. to.
2: Yeah. You know, this, is, this movie was made by a guy named Neil Blomkamp, and he is one of the first that I felt like was in my generation to make a major film. Like, he was 29 when he made this. Uh, Paul Verhoeven, who made Starship Troopers, is now... 81 or something like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he he like a totally different generation and that really means something i i think it gets through to you as an audience oh this it's not just new and hip but this is my generation telling this story i i, I think i could feel it
0: yeah right
1: he's uh uh you're correct let's see he was born in 79 well he's younger than nah, you right is he younger i know what i'm talking about you're you're older <laughs> than he is aren't you how much what, what's your when's your year what's your birth year? mine's 69 so where are you at randy 60, 69 dude. 70 what 75 i thought you were the same I'm as my I'm wife
2: I'm, I'm just a few years younger than you and I'm, <laughs> he's what i'm saying, saying to tell is us he's uh, like he's uh, like a little old no no, no no the reason I, i'm
1: uh, I, the reason i'm at well it doesn't matter the reason i'm asking you were saying earlier something about somebody from your generation i was just trying to figure out where this guy lands in terms of like you know
0: gen xer yeah and where yeah, and where's where he headed from here because right? now
1: because now i guess he spends all his time he's got some new independent um short film studio that he's all into, and that's why you haven't seen a lot of feature films come out of him, but it's been announced that a new Robocop movie is him making that. Um, there's nothing, there's no details on that. It's just announced, I guess, but uh, the fact that last year he said, I want to return and get back to the District 9 stuff, that should make everybody stoked. Like, I want the, I, three uh-huh. years later, let's get down there, and I don't Did want you? it to be as simple as, hey, we're back to fix up uh, t pack Chopri, Tro- or whatever his name is, Hey, Vickers, come out of the crowd <laughs> and let's make you back into a human. That's not what I'm interested in. I just want to know what's next for. No,
0: re- retribution you- would be the sequel, right? I yeah,
1: mean- yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, right. would it? I don't know. Like, I, that's what I want to know, and I don't know if he's up to it. Maybe that's why it's taking this long. Is it this? We talked about doing a
0: prequel as well, so I think a prequel may would be, fit better in because I don't think anything is gonna good is gonna happen if the aliens come back after the way we treated.
2: Did- well, and. Uh, and i just wanted to to answer the question you implied uh generation x is 61 to 81 if you were born between 61 and 81 you're in generation x and that's that's like a a a generation that didn't really do as much in making entertainment as the one before it because the baby boomers got started before them they kind of sucked up all the oxygen in hollywood yeah the the thing about a sequel for me is Uh, there's a huge part of this story that isn't told yet which is the global reaction to aliens from another planet and it's mind-boggling that 20 years would go by in South Africa and no western countries would have come and inserted themselves into this crazy occurrence and so like I'm like all right part two let's talk about the stupid westerners coming and getting involved right like that's a very interesting uh, potential plot.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, he's uh, so he went on to do Elysium and then Chappie, and I saw
0: neither because okay. he, I've seen I've seen both bo- mm-hmm. both I've of seen those, both of those as
1: well. Uh, you're gonna have to tell me because we both suffered from poor reviews at the time, and it made me nervous, and I didn't want to
3: soil my
1: uh, You know,
3: it's funny because both of them feel like like they're in this universe. Both of them have that that gunmetal with spray paint on it kind of feel to them. Like, uh, uh, the people in Elysium live on, uh, live on earth in kind of slummy kind of conditions while the, the rich people live in a little space thing around the, uh, around the earth. Yeah. It's, that would actually, I would say between the two by far Elysium is far better. And I think Elysium, um, what did it suffer from? Maybe just trying to be too high Does and mighty top? about itself. Hmm. Right. Um, too much of, I mean, but this one does the same thing, right? I mean, not too high and mighty, but it does try to not just be an entertaining sci-fi thing, but also to say, Hey, look at these, you know, look at the way these people are, uh, these aliens are getting treated. Do you see anything familiar about this? Right. (laughs) Right. Elysium
2: is another apartheid story. Only it's, you know, humans versus human, the rich versus the poor. Right. And it, it just doesn't tell a personal enough story to be a ten, like it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I think, but it is. yeah, I I'm, like it. But you know, Matt Damon is. I, I'm I'm sorry. It's really really hard to divorce him from Jason Bourne, and so right. he just like I don't know. There's not a there's not this personal story. There there is. I mean there there is a story of a person who desperately needs healthcare, and you know how you how you get it. <laughs> But it's just you not, don't, you don't forever see that Damon as will
3: hunting. What? <laughs> you know,
2: it The, 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 the real plot of Elysium just doesn't touch your heart the way it should. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So and he announced
3: I, uh blonde camp announced by the way in 2018 or in uh, July of last year that he is directing a new entry in the Robocop film series where they're going to just skip. They're going to pretend that two and three didn't exist from the original and run. From the original, from the 1980s RoboCop right. or 1998. And they're going
0: to pretend like the one from the 2000s didn't exist at
1: all. The 2014
3: one. Yeah, they'll just ignore that one as well. But this wow. will be a sequel to the original. Put down your weapon. Yeah,
1: I'm fine with that. I mean, look, he. Yeah. If, if there's anything you can take away from District 9 or some of his other movies is this feeling of... Uh, I don't know, there's a RoboCop vibe to it.
0: It's grit. No, no, it's it's very gritty. Ro- the original RoboCop was very gritty as yeah. well. I think it would be a good marriage. I, that was one of my complaints about the 2014 RoboCop. While I did enjoy it, I thought it had I uh, thought it had some pretty good points, uh, but it did just seem a little bit too slick. Yeah. It he just seemed a little bit too I liked the new team. one fine. It was good.
1: I liked I like Michael Keaton in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some things to like about it. But uh yeah, like I would like I would I would be happy to see whatever his take on, on this stuff is. Yeah. What's interesting oh, is he was sure. originally hired or was going to be making a film based on Halo, the original Halo Combat Evolved mm-hmm. in two thousand one. And um it was gonna be directed by him. It fell through and there was a bunch of change in hands there and various people were involved. But Peter Jackson went to Bloom Camp and offered him that thirty million to make whatever he wanted. That turned out to be uh District Nine. But imagine being twenty nine years old and pumping out you know the small, small by all all accounts, like money wise, everything. That's that's a small effort, um, and having it be nominated for best picture that must have been a hell of a thing for him. You know, mm-hmm. and how do you live up to that again? Like, what do you, what do you do later that 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 can, even comes close? And I, you know, I don't know that Alicia or Chappie did. Chappie has people hate Chappie. I, yeah.
0: you know, I I thought Chappie, it really uh, Chappie really felt like it was part of the District Nine universe to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it it was okay. I di- I didn't I don't I don't, I don't ever have mm. much opinions I one way not, or the other. I watched it for Chappie at all. Well, the cat the cast is awesome because you got like yeah, <laughs> right. It's, it's the whole dandwerp.
1: Uh oh yeah, they're in it. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Hugh Jackman's in it though. Sigourney Weaver. Like it's kind of a yeah. kind of a cool idea. But again, I avoided it because I was nervous. <laughs> I was like, oh no, right. not another one that's not good. I mean, like I didn't. I I felt like he he had his sixth sense movie. And then, just like uh Ding Dong, he keeps sucking it. Like I, I, I'm so depressed to hear Glass isn't that great, and, and I'm not oh, hearing that just from viewers. Hear oh. I'm hearing it from oh. from friends who don't like it, like friends who saw it and went, "Oh, Scott, you're going to be so sad."
3: I'm still seeing it because I want that closure. But um, yeah. I am, you know, and maybe the maybe the benefit of that is I'm going to go in with lower expectations than I would have because unbreakable and split were so good yeah. is that
2: is that why bumblebee is getting such great reviews and ratings because be. people's like, expectations are just in the basement maybe yeah, but I, I really
1: enjoyed it i thought it was so good like it's bumblebee's shocked me how much fun it was and i think there is a genuine sense of okay this is how these could be but i'm sure a piece of it is how disappointing the previous ones were and this feels like uh-huh. a break from that so yeah there's some of that I, i'm sure it's good though. I'd say go see Bumblebee. Honestly,
0: it's yeah. fun. It's, it's the most fun I have.
1: One of the most fun I've uh, times I've had in theaters. It was just a fun. Is wacky... it more fun than
0: District Nine? Because that wouldn't be hard to do. Oh, it's more
1: fun, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, if you look at District Nine from above, District Nine's pretty fun in a gritty fun sort of video game kind of way. But it's when you're down mm-hmm. in the in the muck in District Nine that things become less fun. I think. And and Brand- and Randy makes a really good point earlier about when he's being strapped in and they're figuring out that his hand can like set off these weapons and stuff. Right. That was so harrowing. Part of it is his performance but, yeah. and people should, I don't, we haven't given enough credit to this dude. Uh, this actor is pretty much a nobody before. In fact, he wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. Uh, the, according to the trivia, was like a camera staff guy. And they right. just thought he had to look for it, and I think he's really interesting to watch. And- yeah,
0: that, that, mm-hmm. was, that was actually the, one of the few times I almost connected with the character, once again, flip-flopping back and forth, in my opinion, Vickis. when uh, you know, five minutes earlier, he was you know killing eggs, and then he had his little, you know, his little sick moment, and uh, then, he, then he's upset when they bring out a prawn and he has to shoot him. And he's like, not this guy, not this guy. I'm like, he had no trouble shooting him earlier. I mean, I, he hadn't had long enough to, to grow at that point, and it just felt like.
3: You mean when he was um, when they had him in the basement and they when were they, trying to they they the different weapons? Him. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. They brought out that one prawn, and uh, you know, as as a viewer, I was like, oh no, that prawn. He's like, he's so innocent. He's like a child, and he's holding his hands like this, and he's nervous. Mm-hmm. But then the character uh Vicus was 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 torn about no no don't make me shoot him and i'm like you haven't we haven't got to there yet. Why are, why are you worried? I think
1: he's gotten there. About that. Because he's, uh, he's, he's gotten to a place. He's gotten to a place now where. He's still very selfish at this point. I well, just don't know. Just, he was still selfish, so but it wasn't the same as before when he's unplugging eggs. Because to them, because that right. meant nothing to him. He's like, well, these are just stinky. This is a stinky room full of eggs. I'm going right. to pull this. Ooh, right. listen, they would sound like popcorn. And, That's on
0: purpose. Later. I tried. Well, he, I tried to feel it because I'm like, well, is it because he is uh, changing at, at, you know, at, a, at a DNA level? And is it is is his alienness like, giving him some kind of sympathy? It didn't seem like real growth. It seemed more like a mutation or something. I, again,
2: I, again, p- break the movie into thirds. The first third, right. uh, Charlton Copley ad-libbed all of his lines. Like, it's I remarkable. It at- what hmm. what a wow. tour de force for a first-time actor. Yeah. Like, the, the bit where he gives his cohort a souvenir. That's a souvenir for you. And like, oh my gosh. It, it, I felt like... <laughs> That, that is amazing scripting. And then when I found out it was ad-libbed, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. They, just, they had an idea of what they were going to shoot. And they just let this first-timer just say whatever he wanted to say. Wow. That's really freaking cool. Yeah. It is. That's what happens when you have a $30 million budget. Yeah, so
0: why not just say what you want? Spend it on whatever you want, I guess.
2: Uh, speaking of, uh, Neil Blomkamp said that uh, they considered Arnold Schwarzenegger for the lead role <laughs> in <while> Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there is. Hey, yeah. this is
3: this a good time for your. Uh, you, you wanted to talk about the guns, the weaponry. Mm. So, so we're talking about yes. him in the basement and the. Vector. Yeah. Who, who we are we talking have, about we, here? Have who we wants... ever
2: talked about Vector guns before? No. Nope. no. No. Yeah, so that's a South African type um it's uh been they've been around for a, a long time uh they are usually they they are like plated with real cool curvy sidings hmm. and so uh they just went with uh what they had uh, like they they added some really cool like uh colors to these like they, they had a bunch of a, a rack of vector cr21 guns that have been painted white mm. and i thought that looked really cool mm, that is cool but, yeah but that's that's it man there's not a there's not like a a really like uh you know a a big deal around the guns they just uh you know they just cobble together some crap it's it's funny like nowadays you would go to uh 3d printing to make crazy guns for a movie but this movie was made right before 3d printing really became a thing
1: yeah i'm looking at some of them now some of them are pretty weird i mean they obviously went to greater lengths with like his uh his gravity push gun thing that would send those guys flying out of the room. Like Mm -hmm. that's not, I don't see anything here that looks like that, but yeah, like like, these are weird. Oh my gosh. Look at that thing. Yeah. These are crazy, dude. Boy, South Africa. They're like, you know what? We're, what are we known for? Apartheid, cool
0: accent and weird ass weapons. Right. Speaking of weapons, the, uh, the, the most powerful weapon they used when they had the assassination of his character, by implying that he was having sexual relations with mm. the uh, aliens, and that's how he and he contacted right. some kind of STD. I thought that was, I thought that actually was pretty effective.
3: I do like the uh, the, the equivalent of the National Enquirer of South Africa <laughs> yeah, showing right. photos of him with the, right. <laughs> the aliens <laughs> yeah. leaked photos. Wow, look at that! Yeah. That's really cool. All
1: right, um, I found you a gross moment. Who's got one? It's a oh lot of stuff. I know exactly right. the
3: one that you probably. Wait, have. Have moment i think it was i think it was uh vikas going into the the bathroom at work and pulling his fingernails off with his teeth close but not there
1: that's up there it's in the top three but that ain't
2: it there's a worse one (laughs) there's a worse one. so for me
3: for me even worse because that
2: sets you up for the worst thing for me which was like just minutes later he has a surprise party and projectile vomit's all over the buffet yeah. <laughs>
3: all over the cake <laughs> that one didn't oh, get me either the, because
1: it was black that,
0: oil stuff by then it was like blue black looking yeah, goo and it was too I think too the, alien. the part that kind of was oddly uh oddly kind of made me go what was that was the part where he was uh eating the cat food and uh, he finds something in the cat food that was so disgusting that he had to stop and he pulled it out like a was his tooth, teeth wasn't skin it, or It was his tooth. No, was that his tooth? well? Yeah, he eventually mm-hmm. started pulling yeah. out teeth. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. but there was something. There was something that he pulled out. There was like a skin as well from the cat food about the same time, and then he pulled the tooth out. Yeah, and I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if that was connected Gro- or not. Gross,
1: but, but his... not gross enough. I'll tell you what it was. Here you go, Randy. You have a guess?
2: Oh, uh.
1: <laughs> it's a real basic one for me. Oh man. It's still to this moment. I, just, I'm just like, it, the
2: movie is so gross all the time, you
1: know, yeah. right? All, all the time. All right. Is it vomit related, Scott? Very vomit related. So there's is it when, this,
3: is the first time he vomits on the side of the, uh, the shack and just kind of wipes his mouth with his,
1: uh, sleeve. Not that wasn't even a problem. Here's where it got to be okay. a problem. So it's that moment right. when he's yakking back there for some uh-huh. reason, he's got his hand up while he's doing it. And as the documentary crew starts to creep in and that little, uh, friend right. of his in the right. suit starts to creep in and ask if he's Okay. He says, he's yelling, turn off the camera, turn off the camera while he's barfing. And he's waving his hand back at yeah. him and throwing little particulates yeah. of barf <laughs> all over the place. It's very rough. It's getting on their clothes. It's getting on their stuff. Like he's just flicking his vomit behind him. And it is very, it's really gross. Like my least favorite thing I saw in the whole movie was him throwing vomit with his hand.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: but you all had good picks. Nice job. You did a fine job. Uh, <laughs> let's see what else. Uh, let's, uh, let's see. Surprise parties. My idea of the worst thing ever I wrote. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, especially imagine. when you
3: walk in and tell your wife the first thing you tell her is, I think I may have crapped my pants.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That and he just kept st- that was part of really Surprise! gross. Geoxy. He just kept staying around talking to shaking hands. I'm like, nope, not me, buddy. Yeah, made me legit <laughs> anxious.
1: I was just like, yeah, I would get yeah. out of here that's so freaking fast. Uh, just mm-hmm. uh, would you like to sit down? No.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and man. earlier when he's
1: eating nothing but like fried fish and stuff, I'm just like, what are you doing to yourself, dude? This is oh, none yeah. of this is gonna be good. You're gonna be the sickest dude ever. Yeah. The, all of that was just very anxiety inducing, but also an important you know, crossover moment Mm -hmm. where we were done there and now he's got a hand with a claw on it. So there's that. Um, and then I wrote, um, uh, would love a follow up." And that's all the notes I had because I love this movie. And there's really not a lot for me to criticize. I don't have anything to criticize. I don't have much to, to to, to hate about it.
3: The only, I had to
2: go, I am sorry I had to go look at screen it which I never do for these movies but I had to go look at screen it and find out how many times the f-word was used in this movie mm, because it's mm-hmm. it's like it's a modifier for every noun that's spoken in this movie yeah. and it uh, they they claim it's 137 uses of the f-word wow. which totally makes sense to me that's about right you know my reckoning and it was just like you get you get tired of it it's almost like like <laughs> could they could they not like why is he like every other sentence has the f word in it? It's amazing.
1: Yeah, and it's not just the f word. It's like this weird, fucking like,
2: right,
3: right. funky,
1: <laughs> funky version of the f word, which is super weird to hear uh, people say all the time in it. But it it almost makes it so it doesn't sound like they're swearing to me. Like to me, it's like watching an Irish movie or something. You're just <laughs> like, oh well, they just that's just a weird word, and that's how they the Irish do. They just yeah. But I'm, okay. I'm, uh, it's funny. I watched this last night and went, oh, I gotta, I gotta make Nick watch this. Like, mm. why, why haven't I shown this to,
0: yeah, I would to like him. to see my kids' reactions because they, they grew up during that, uh, more documentary style filmmaking and, uh, found footage kind of stuff. And, uh, that seems to appeal to them. I'd be interested in seeing what they feel about it.
1: Yeah. I think he'd really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I,
0: I still have trouble connecting whenever I see any of these. These even it's not even found footage anymore' it's, it's online footage like the the Facebook movies where you know someone murdered somebody and all of this done through like a messenger app or something with video
3: you know there, there was the one that just came out recently that somebody uh, somebody around the shows either a guest or somebody was talking about it saying it was really good and it was the one that just came out it was a missing yeah um, uh,
0: with a what's it with a, with uh, a with Kai Checom- not check out uh, yeah. yeah
3: kumar uh harold kumar, kumar dude there yes. you go harold, I K- harold. kumar i was trying dude. to get to it <laughs> with the guy you know harold kumar <laughs> 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 yeah i can't remember the actor's name but uh what's his name i know it too Ka- uh, Kai Kai- Cal- Pen. Kai Kai kalpen Cal kalpen
1: kalpen that's it he's not he's not the one he's not harold he's kumar right, right. yes right.
0: <laughs> harold is uh is sulu right do I have that right? That's I think. Yeah, I thought it was Sulu that was in that because I don't think it was Cal Penn. It oh. was, uh... have you got? Oh, a... we that's where I was trying up? to get to. Oh, <laughs> oh, what's the name of that movie?
3: <laughs> it was, it was John Cho. Yeah, uh, John. Um, oh, John Cho. Oh, no, yeah, that's right the other right guy. John searching.
1: Cho. Searching, searching, searching.
0: Uh, no, that's the name
3: of the movie, is Searching.
1: Oh.
0: Searching, oh, it's like you were searching, that's hilarious. I'm like, I don't know, I'm searching as fast as I can, God's
1: sakes. I thought you were really like a robot telling us, searching, 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 <laughs> searching, searching. searching. No results found. Oh, that's World funny. Four. We've never really, really had a good who's on first moment in the show, and we just had no, it. That was,
3: that was absolutely it. That was great. Yeah, uh, searching, somebody around the show was saying that that was really, really good, and it needs to be, uh, needs to be watched as one of the best of the, use you know the internet as a character, the internet as a right. plot device kind of thing. Um, I, I want to, yeah. I
2: want us to watch the fairly recent film Killing Gunther, but it just won't go get on streaming. What Come is on. that? What is Killing Gunther? That's where uh, it's like a Friends follow-up movie. Is that? The no, <laughs> yes. that's, the end of
1: that's Gunther. Perk that's know. Gunther. I'm sorry. That's... Yeah, central Park <laughs> becomes of, a blood uh, fest.
0: Uh, I was thinking of Adventure Time.
1: Uh, killing Gunther. Oh, this has got the yeah. sh- uh, sh- uh,
2: Schwarzenegger in it. What is this? Yeah, it's a. It, it's described it it as a group of disgruntled and eccentric assassins who band together to kill the world's greatest hitman, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And uh, I just like, it's supposed to be in a mockumentary style. Everything about it screams film sack to me.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) 4.7 out of 10 on uh, IMDb.
0: That's perfect. That's the ratings (laughs) I like to see. You have Dunaway's attention. Yeah. I love movies that are around a five out of 10. That means they're
1: good. So is this what he does now? He just is making one or two weird things I've never heard of. Is that what's.
2: Yep. That's what Schwarzenegger does now. Uh, He, you know, he, he doesn't, like get into these really high budget things anymore because of his baggage Yeah, and also he just it seems like he doesn't really want to take a big chance he would rather get paid a moderate amount of money to make a movie that no one's gonna see yeah. than anything else apparently
1: to me it's weird that he cares about making them at all like you're you you were governor before that you were the most bankable star in the 80s and 90s you've got money rolling in every day from every it's, possible angle why why do you even care like what you it's, it's funny
0: how we as 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 a society especially in the u.s look at uh actors and expect them to not only act but to keep topping themselves throughout all time and just to keep growing and i, I don't know it just I I just yeah yeah I know, every time I, every and and then if they if some if an actor decides that they want to go in a different path, people just look at him and go, "Are you crazy? Yeah. Why are you doing that? Why why are you doing this stupid thing? You should have continued your acting career until you exploded." I don't know what's supposed to happen.
2: Yeah, but uh, well, and and of course, as always, Schwarzenegger is always attached to these upcoming films that seem huge or at least seem notable. Like, he's perpetually attached to Triplets, a sequel to Twins, <laughs> and to another Conan movie. Always. There's always another Terminator movie in the future that he's attached to. And it's like, I'm sorry. That's just not what, that's not going to happen. I'm, mm. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. He's going to be Is keep Danny making DeVito it. Is Danny DeVito immortal, to speaking of twins?
0: Because <laughs> the man does not look any older today than he did in Texas. Like,
3: wow. like he, he aged to a point where he was really uh, creepy and funny looking. And right, stopped there. Yeah. Is what you're saying like, yeah. <laughs> he
0: looks exactly the same
3: he had his <laughs> finger up Michael Douglas's
1: butt in an episode of that show that's on Netflix <laughs> right now and it was so weird to see those two together because they were last time I think they were Kaminsky together method. was like yeah Kaminsky me- method uh, is that and what they, were, they called it yeah he was his proctologist <laughs> in that and,
3: <laughs> was that move known as the right. Kaminsky method and,
1: and they, they were in Romancing the Stone and War of the Roses and some of that stuff in the 80s you look at him now and you go, oh, Danny DeVito, not changed, looks identical. Mm-hmm. Michael Douglas looks like he's ready to explode into a pile of dust. Like, it's the mm-hmm. craziest thing how Danny DeVito just doesn't budge on the age scale. I don't get it.
2: Well, and and if you're sitting out there listening to us and you're wondering, wait, triplets? Who's the third? It's Eddie Murphy. And he also looks pretty much like, like he's perpetually 50 years old. So well, that's he and Danny have a DeVito. Every week. Yeah. He and Danny DeVito are going to look so much younger than Schwarzenegger, who now sure, looks like he's one hundred and ten. Yeah. Like it just makes no sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, whatever's going on with him, let
0: science sort it out in the end. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. What? Wait. Wait. What? Am I reading this right? I was looking at Eddie Murphy's How he looked. He looks good. But uh, uh, I'm seeing there's a Coming to America two. <laughs> yeah. I heard can you that. get Can you get away with Coming to America two in today's? Sure, terms, I mean. sure, why not?
1: All right. Go for it. Let's get in there. Let's have McDowell's again. Let's have... Uh, you gotta, <laughs> Soul Glow. Yeah. Uh, glitter hair. You yeah. got to give what's-his-name a job. He hasn't done anything in a while. What's his name? The, who? Was who, that who, Eric LaSalle? No, the... Ar- Hall?
0: Arsenio Hall?
1: Arsenio Hall. Get him in there. What's he doing? He
0: had a show. He had a sh- he had another show not too long ago, like a little resurgence. I don't think it lasted oh, really? very long.
1: You mean yeah, like a but, talk show? Yeah. Yeah,
0: it wasn't... Yeah, yeah. It lasted he like a hot from, f- five minutes. Yeah. It didn't do huh. well.
1: But yeah, bring him bring him back, you know, get the whole family back together. Eric LaSalle was in that. I forgot he was Come in that. Come on, Eric LaSalle, did- yeah, from ER. Yeah, it's yeah, so ER another guy. ER.
3: Boy, how many ER connections can I bring up? And. Uh... <laughs> Right. related to film sex yeah, no hey randy you had mentioned the sequels
0: uh there's one that doesn't need to be made coming to america but how about a harlem night sequel how no. about that would you oh, I'd love
3: sign up that. for that no. i never saw the original <laughs> should i no yeah so oh it's my so gosh yes. good that and and the great. thing is it's
2: like a <laughs> it's like a uh it's like a collection of 70s and early 80s stand-up comics Mm-hmm. And like, I would love to see the current version of that. Like, maybe with a with a couple of like Eddie Murphy thrown in there to sort of right. like hand hand the baton forward. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it would be so fun! Yeah, right. I don't know, like a Hannibal Burris and those kind of guys. Oh, I love Hannibal yeah. Burris. Oh, okay, yeah. now, okay,
1: now you now you've mentioned him, there's a new generation that could do that material justice. Uh, mm-hmm. I I think that's a good idea, actually. Hannah Burris, dude, that guy's great. Oh my gosh. He is. No one makes me quite laugh like he does, I think. <laughs> Special brand of laughter. By the way, do not, here's some advice before we go to Eclipse. Do not watch, I think, anyway. This is my recommendation. Don't watch that new Brian Regan thing on Netflix.
0: Oh, yeah, that's hard. It's horrendous.
1: Really? It's so bad and he's the I funniest guy. Regan. I know. He's one of my favorite stand-ups. He's hilarious. His specials, watch those. Those are great. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with special. So This isn't a stand-up special. This is what, like yeah, a sitcom It's a series, kind it's of thing? A series okay. but it's not a sitcom. It's him standing, it's him doing stand-up and for some reason, right. they had this, what they thought was a brilliant idea of having a producer off to the side yelling things like, Oh, that's crazy! Really interesting. Right. And then he'd do a joke, imagine, and they go, "Oh, can you imagine that?" It's imagine Dave oh. Imagine
0: the Dave Chappelle show, but not not like that. But it it is it's kind of like that similar format where he kind of does a little stand up, and then he'll he'll break into a they'll break into a a, a pre recorded skit. Uh, based on his comedy, I love his comedy, but it it's bad. yeah that 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 show kind of fell a little bit flat.
3: Does not work.
1: It's just a broken mess, and he is real funny. He's, he's love Brian Regan. If you want to see and Brian I mean, Regan in a very him. funny non stand up role, watch him in um oh what's it called ah the uh, the one with the Office Space guy, and it's got Will Sasso in it. It's on the it's on that new uh Audience Network. It's hmm. very funny, and I can't remember the name of it you guys would love it if it would freaking
3: you would wow, love how, that yeah show. how have i not heard about this
1: it's uh, well it's because it's the audience network so nobody's heard of it but i've <laughs> never heard
3: the audience network yeah <laughs> it's, it's louder, really louder f- milk
1: louder milk is. is so freaking okay. funny and it has heart it's a great little show and it's um and he's in it brian regan's one of these guys that's basically an alcoholics anonymous Group, huh. group that this Peter dude runs yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it, yeah, yeah Peter Fairley makes it it's a co one of the Fairley brothers is behind this thing yeah and the other Fairly yeah. brother directed a couple of them but it's very very funny and uh we were laughing our heads off sat in a hotel while we were out of town and uh, we were surprised by it so I can't wait till that stream somewhere or something so people can get a taste of it because it's very good yeah and it's it sucks because it's on a channel no one's heard of but it's a very funny little show and he's great on it Brian Regan's character is really really funny. Muggsy. <laughs> yeah, Muggsy. He's really good at his Muggsy. Um, all right. Clips. Uh there aren't a ton, I have mm-hmm. to admit. There's a, uh there's just not I mean there's a lot of yelling in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few moments, but this is not gonna be a long clips uh segment. But here goes. Let's give you the first one. This is those Nigerians and their cat food scam.
2: The Nigerians had various scams going.
3: One of them was the cat food scam.
1: I love this. It's like throwing shade on the whole Nigerians are in charge of all scams.
3: Right, exactly. Like, I'll mail you a million dollars and you just send me a bunch of cat food. Yeah. I'm a prince.
1: Yep. Yeah, I'm a prince and I'm in this prison. Help me out. All right, here's some, uh, some of that documentary style stuff.
3: So you, you're gonna just you're gonna cut that part. Drink okay. right, out with We cut that. Yeah, of we just found a dangerous uh, object here. Uh, it has a fluid in that I suspect might leak onto people or cause damage. So we just check that in and we take that down nicely to the lab. It's not a weapon, but it's it's dangerous. He's got a weapon somewhere here. I'm telling you, my sense is telling me that. I love it. I love his voice. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. I do to too. That accent, it's just so. It's it's a hard accent to try and impersonate because it goes, it's not like a straight New Zealand or a straight German or, you know, it's got all these different pieces and parts in it. Yeah, there. it's this well, weird mashup. he's mash from up. South Africa. Right. Like, well, yeah. You know,
2: mm-hmm. uh, like, he, he he's not doing an accent. He's just talking, which is, is the, the way to do it. Yeah. Right. Like, he does a really I good think, American we,
1: accent, though, if he wants to. He did a good job in
2: that A-Team remake. It was, sure was, I'm just saying I think we would have freaking hated it if somebody yeah. who, who didn't <laughs> oh. know who didn't really know the accent had affected it
1: yeah if this was Brad Pitt we'd all be shooting ourselves <laughs> I yeah. can't
3: even imagine yeah. oh my god
1: I mean I I yeah. can kind of deal with that what was that movie where he was Irish Snatch I kind of can deal with that but
3: yeah well because that one's so over the top that uh, yeah. it works but like the partial like Brad Pitt is the British engineer tasked with saving the uh, oh, <laughs> saving okay. the world would not would not work. No. Hey, by the way, yeah. so he sprayed some of that black goo from the uh, pipe that they'd been trying to collect for twenty years yeah. that you know will get them off off the planet. um Are they going to make it like nine tenths of the way to their planet because some of that yeah. stuff sprayed on uh, well, <laughs> Vix's face? No, because yeah.
1: that's not yeah. the same right. tube. They went and found the other tube at the at the place that wasn't the same. The, t- the t- the I assume that was that a they different found
3: tube. in the trash pile. It, they poured the goo from that tube into this yeah. one to make like to make the fuel
1: oh
0: well maybe they only need a
1: was, little of that flu
0: I don't know. I
3: I,
1: I didn't I,
0: I, I assumed it was all, more fluid. It's all cooked down anyway. The original stuff they have has to be boiled down to something that was put and into I, the I other thought, tube. Yeah.
2: Brian, I thought the whole point of this tube of fuel was to get the control ship back up to the big ship. Like that's that was my my oh, impression. Right. Yes. Exactly. The, yeah. yeah, so they should have only gotten kidding.
3: nine tenths of way up to the control the big ship. The
2: big <laughs> ship and then fallen back into the sound. <laughs> right. Damn have
3: you Vickers! Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I I don't know why. I assumed it was another tube, but I guess you're probably right. It's probably the sample he brought back, right? Oops. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Uh, well, plot hole. Uh, here's uh, what's this? Oh, it's a. This is one of the things he says. that makes me laugh. Here you go.
3: Hello, little guy. <laughs> Hello, little guy. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm the sweetie, sweetie man. The sweetie man here. It's the sweetie man coming. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: He kept calling them sweeties. That's kind of endearing somehow. I'm sure that's what you do over there, but it cracks me up. It's like, here's some candy. Nope, it's,
3: here's some sweeties.
1: All right, let's cut
0: some cake.
3: Okay, let's cut some cake. Cut some
0: cake. Got some cake. Cake. (laughs) And so that didn't work. That worked for you here, but not when we watched... uh, Young Guns. They're saying
3: Right. Uh, the, the peyote scene in Young yeah. Guns. It's, yeah, it's No,
0: my problem with the peyote scene is it went on for 10
1: hours. That's my biggest <laughs> problem with the peyote scene. I don't mind that they all got high on peyote. It, they just took half their movie to tell that story. I hated that bit. Uh, here's uh, Love the Sound of the Aliens, is what I wrote here. I think they're cool. I like
3: it. Yeah, they said that the, um, the sound of the aliens talking was done by rubbing a pumpkin. So, like, I imagine you, you kind of wet your hand a little bit and go <laughs> <laughs> on the side of a pumpkin yep. to make that noise. Weird. I don't nope. even want to yeah. know how
0: you discovered rubbing a pumpkin makes that Doesn't rubbing a
3: pumpkin sound like a uh, <laughs> euphemism for something else? Yeah, the no, know. What Dunaway's saying is,
1: how do you, how'd you figure? Is it saying the trivia how they this stumbled upon that? Like, how they no. figured
0: it out, though? No, I'm it just sure. says no, rubbing a pumpkin. This okay. is probably an old, old thing that. People have known for years.
1: Was Blum Camp sitting around Halloween one night, going, "Hey, this is funny. Purr, right. purr, purr. I'm going to use that someday." It <laughs> <laughs> was really weird. Listen to that. <laughs> I want to. I want to see that now. I want to see the yeah. Night that. Yeah, you don't, don't want to see. Don't. Yeah, don't, 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 don't the don't District Nine Blu-ray
3: edition. I'm sure there's like scenes of them rubbing pumpkins and the the special features see that's
0: rubbing pumpkins.
1: i'd rather watch five hours of rubbing pumpkins than 20 minutes of the pay ru-
0: oh my god there's a video there's a video on youtube multiple videos part one part two and part three how to rub your pumpkin really <laughs> oh my god what how look at this to guy. rub your pump oh my god Ken,
1: is that really a thing Oh, how look at this guy. Pumpkin. Yeah, he's in Look it. at this
0: guy. He looks like a pumpkin. Yeah. So there's a pumpkin yeah. rubbing yeah. a pumpkin. Can you give us a <laughs> link? Or, uh... Hold on. I'm a, I'm well, a I past... thought you could Google how to roll a pumpkin. I think oh, I'm, doing I'm doing that
3: now. Oh, things, oh, that guy, the Gene Shallow looking dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gene Shallot oh looking dude. There, I posted the link. This, list. Looking... Oh, in this case, you can't
0: Google. <laughs> this guy is enjoying <laughs> it way too much. <laughs> oh,
3: my God. Uh, I would
1: recommend people look that up on their own. Look that <laughs> up. And uh, it I think
3: that's, that is an animated GIF just waiting to happen, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. In fact, I, I think I'll do that. that later. It makes a wild noise, too. Oh, anyway.
3: Oh, I have the sound down.
1: That is mm. hilarious. Um, <laughs> wow. That's really good. All right. Here's um, hmm, what's this? Oh, uh, Nigerian Batman talking about eating arms. Here you go.
2: I told you that they didn't come. You'll be running around with my prize. All I want is to eat that house and become like you.
0: Yeah, it doesn't work that way. He never once told him you'll be running around. He he didn't say that. Yeah, he didn't say you'll be running around with my prize. And I would.
1: No,
3: but he he did say that I'm going to get you. I'm going to find you. Yeah. yeah, he did
0: say that part. I, I was yeah. okay with that. Yeah, yeah. he's in turn, uh, I mean, interpretation guess, there.
1: You
3: know, it's just as unlikely that eating that arm would make him turn into a prawn as getting some of that fuel sprayed in your face would make you start turning into a prawn. Yep.
1: <laughs> right, yep. right. He got his though with that little
2: remote
3: uh shocker thing. Yes. The little oh. thing going into his head and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's really good. By
2: the way, the actor is Eugene Kumbaniwa. Yeah. Good Kumbaniwa. Job. Yeah. And he is he is working, yeah, mm-hmm. man. He gets he uh, since this movie he was in Chappie. He was in uh, a, 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 mo- a movie called The Roar, which actually now that I see it looks really good to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, 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 he was in Death Race Inferno, which I can't tell whether or not we watched it for film sack because I don't know anymore. <laughs> I know I've lost track of which one of those we have or
1: yeah, haven't seen. I
3: know. It's oh, there isn't out there's keeping track of which death race movies we've seen. There there's a newer
1: newish one that we haven't seen but I don't know what it's called. It's it's newer than the last one we saw. The last one we saw was the Oh, that was so bad. Did we really do that? We did do that, didn't we? That was such mm-hmm. a bad
3: That was the one with um Maggie from the Walking Dead,
1: right? Uh, no, that was the old one. The Maggie from the oh. Walking Dead one is okay. The one we saw was, like, a more recent, like, direct-to-Netflix, like, brand-new, green-screeny-looking.
3: Oh, right, yes.
1: Yeah, and it was bad.
3: Oh, they really are all blending together for me.
1: Yeah, this is a problem. We're going to have to figure our crap out. But before (laughs) we do any of that, it's the checklist. The film sack checklist. Kind of made me never want to eat shrimp again. Check. (laughs) Uh, Little kid prawns are cute check he was cute i like that kid mm-hmm. and the worst <laughs> night the worst nigerian scam in in one oh is the one where they eat your arms check there you go yeah. <laughs> uh trek connection there are none daryl sent us uh tried as he tried and tried and could not find a single star trek connection anywhere near this thing so I don't know if there's a hidden it, one it, or whatever. It shows it's crazy the, that there isn't,
2: yeah. yeah. But it shows the purity of the filmmaking. Like, yeah. they really stuck with South African cast and crew mm-hmm. and so on and so on. Sure. And,
1: and it does seem like Copley could have been maybe in something since, but no. I, I don't know why I think that. I just think he's been in other stuff since right. and he could be well, in a Star I've Trek movie. I've heard Peter
0: Jackson likes Star Trek. How's that? Yeah, that works. That's fine. Uh, let's see. The Lord of the Rings television series recently secured Star Trek film. How about that? Lord of the Rings. mate.
3: what? Say that again? Lord of the Rings recently uh, secured Star the Trek film? Lord of the film? Rings television
0: series recently secured Star Trek film. What is that? That's a terrible headline. No, that oh, makes that's no, that's no
3: sense. Yeah. yeah. I don't even understand that. I, I don't even understand what it says that, either. I will just read the headline.
1: I know that Amazon Amazon got a series, a Lord of the Rings series. Yeah. That's happening. But I don't know what the Star right. Trek connection is. That's weird. don't either.
0: Uh Lord of the Rings W series uh, star. Oh, he secured Star Trek writers J.D. Payne and Patrick. McCann. Oh, it was it I, was a dot dot dot, dot yeah. was <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a couple of dot dot dots at the end of that. There uh, was an ellipsis. Oh, okay. that, that, I had a click. I had a clickbait. It. So. Yeah,
1: nice job. Well done, clickbait. You got Brian away today. <laughs> Succeed. Uh, it's, uh, the soundtrack great. I'd give it a G for great. I really liked it. Thought it was appropriate in every possible way, and was super cool and totally fit the the vibe and i love the i love at the end when that robot's kind of starting to fail and he's gotten shot to crap and mm-hmm. you start to get the african singing and 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 stuff is just totally cool for that uh, it's oh, a yeah, area God, you know, i want one
3: of those i want one of those mechs so bad that can do the little so magnet good. hold all the bullets in a little ball yeah, and then cool. them back out at
1: everybody <laughs> you No, know, the magnet's awesome and the and the from tiny movie for a first guy directing like all that mm. stuff they really mm. pull off some effects man like that truck that run, tries to run it over and just kind of flies over it. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, man. Yeah. That whole sequence is really great. Uh, and I love when he pop the guy up in the in the sniper's nest. Just. Oh, just, yeah. <laughs> just like a great man. Pop. If I'm going to die, look, if I'm dying, that's the way I want to go one day for sure
3: there is no suffering you are you you exist and then you don't yep and everyone around (laughs) you can suffer because they've got
2: you all over
3: them
1: (laughs) It's like oh i've got goo i've got goo all over me yeah i have brian on
2: me anyway and uh (laughs) that that music scott was that you did hear in the movie was composed by clinton shorter he's a uh vancouver composer uh he's been doing all the music for the expanse tv series
1: oh i love the music in the expanse that explains why i like that so much Awesome. so instead
3: of a star trek connection we have an expanse connection that's yeah, all right
2: that's, that's cool. totally or, all right. or a
3: vancouver connection sure. like a lot of a lot the of things
2: vancouver we watch have a vancouver connection yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: everything's connected in vancouver now all of it uh here's your uh, twitter post this is where you guys sum it up in 100 sorry 280 characters or less i don't know why i still say that it's written right here as 280 i don't it's my brain is just i love it it's Too many. don't ever change ago. that don't ever don't ever adjust. Well, let's see how you guys do in our 280-character, 10 years on episode of Film Sack and sum this film up. Let's start with Randy.
2: District 9, getting squirted on the face will change your life just like a Saturday night at It's
1: happening. <laughs> 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 That's true. Hey, another, by the way, another 09 movie, the year we started Film yeah. Sack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. Brian Dunaway.
0: District Niner. a great sci-fi movie funded primarily with cat food and pumpkin rubbins. <laughs> Mmm.
1: <laughs> like another oh, Saturday delicious. night at Ibbett's house, sure. And then mm-hmm. finally, Brian Ibbett.
3: District 9. This finally explains what the black sauce is that my local Chinese restaurant serves in their quote unquote prawn surprise. Nice.
1: Mmm. Yeah. <laughs> tasty. Uh, well, that's all well and good and everything, but we have to do this. These are the alternate titles just handed to me. This was almost called Flickus Vickus Dickus. Hey. Uh, but that wow. didn't stick
2: Monty Python reference right there yeah. life
1: of Brian there baby. you go well done or the adventures of projectile pig uh. we didn't talk about that pig that he yeah that was great it's a pretty <laughs> awesome gullas. thing except for the pig I guess so the pig probably suffered greatly for that but
3: pork <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that brings us to an email that we got from another Brian. Uh, he goes by Vol Duren in his oh, hi, internet things. Uh, Brian with a Y in this case. Anyway, he says, hey, Sackers, I've been a faithful listener since Kroll. Well, that's the very beginning. Very nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. says, but I have a minor beef to air with you guys over the recurring topic and discussion, namely the quote unquote right method of time travel. The most recent occurrence was episode 405 with Terminator Salvation, but that by no means is the first time you discussed the topic. Well, that's that's true. My issue is with labeling time travel as being right or wrong. Unless you're talking about relativistic time travel, such as shown in the first 90% of Interstellar, there is no right way to time travel. It's pure fiction. You might uh, as well start talking about the right way to gain superpowers or the right lightsabers to use or, or the right way to cast a magic spell. All of these things, like time travel, are made up and can be shown however the creators like and none of them can be wrong. I understand you might have preferred preferred version and even divide them into good or bad according to your preferences. But let's stop calling them right and wrong. Thanks for all your entertaining work, another it, Brian.
2: So, so this, uh, this uh, thanks for the email, Brian. You're, you're, what you're calling for is a, a, a absolute suspension of the disbelief, right? Yeah. So, uh, you're, you're, you're basically saying that. The the minute we get into something that's fictional, we should just buy into whatever is established in that fiction. And we're saying that viewers just don't do that. You you watch a movie, and you sort of grade it internally based on how realistic it is to you from your perspective as though you were in its universe. And there, time travel is really, really tricky, and it activates that, that – uh, c- it kills your suspension of disbelief. When it's misused you know i like I just I think that's just how people are like i I envy you if you're able to never have your suspension of disbelief killed <laughs> by a bad storytelling like i I think that's awesome, but i the rest of us we just we don't like we yeah. we're watching along and I, we want there to do be, it. we want there to be good continuity, and if the continuity doesn't make sense, we give up, we throw our hands up,
1: yeah, I think that's a fair way of putting it um mm-hmm. i I would say I, I totally take his point, mm-hmm. um, but I, I guess with time travel, the, my problem is it's it throws me off so much when something's done the way I would say would be wrong, that I can't focus on the rest of what you're trying to show yeah. me. It's,
0: it's a logic yeah. problem, right? Once once our logic has been, uh, you know, questioned, it's like okay, well, I got to figure this little problem out. Wait, wait a second, I'm gonna take out my sheet of paper and I'm gonna figure this out. I'm not watching the movie anymore. Yeah, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I I have trouble with time travel. Usually I can just shake it off. Like to me in Terminator Salvation, I don't consider it a timeline problem. I don't consider it time travel. I consider it alternate realities that just kind of stack up. It's like, okay, this is what would have happened if this happened. So each time I don't think, I think each one of the films has stood alone in its universe uh, or reality. And so it doesn't, it doesn't bother me that they Hmm. jump around. Yeah. No,
1: it's, uh, uh, yeah. And there are other movies like we always talk about, we always bring it back to the future where we don't have a problem because right. the, the fun and the, and the excitement and the whatever around it is enough to rise above it. So I guess that's exactly. maybe the trick is rise above it and then you'll be
0: okay. I don't know. But I do like the idea of arguing about the right way to make a lightsaber and what's
3: right. And what's wrong. <laughs> yeah, you <I> do. <laughs> so that is a topic for a future film I like site that. for sure. sure. Yeah, so we're, we're be doing interested. That. Yeah. Or maybe we already did and we just went back right. in time and deleted it. I was it. so,
0: well, the difference is I was so young when I, when I uh, first learned about lightsabers that I took that to be factual. Whereas time travel, I really didn't approach as a, a thought process until I got older. It wasn't really something that was just, you know. Right.
1: The other problem with looking at this You're stuff as pure me. fiction is you can get yourself in a little bit of trouble because what ends up happening is we innovate as a species based on sometimes things that seem fanciful and, and fake, but we end up innovating in that direction because we're inspired by it. Uh, I saw a video the other day. Somebody's figured out how to make a a set length uh, uh, electric sword that is pure electricity and nothing else. Right. And that's a lightsaber or at least an early version wow. of it. Right. So, yeah. It may not be practical. There may not be any sort of quick use for it or whatever, but we sometimes get there, I would argue, you know, cell phones or communicators. Uh, Flat screens on Star Trek desks in the 60s looked like complete fiction, and now they're not just not complete fiction. They're an everyday part of everything we do constantly. So,
0: 3D printers are replicators, essentially. We're getting there.
1: Yeah, so there's a danger. I think there's a little bit of a danger in just throwing all of that stuff under the, the same fictional rug and saying, well, it's all fake, so why do we care? Um, because I think some of that stuff can come to fruition. Now, will time travel do that? Probably, probably not, but I don't know. I don't know. I have
0: no, no idea. Why not? Why, why, why is time travel unimaginable? I mean, we already kind of accept that there's infinite, you know, infinite everything out there. Why, why do we think that it's not possible that it could happen?
1: Yeah. It's a weird, no, it, it's a weird thing that we do as people. And I don't ever want to get to a place where we're like, well, this is all fake. Why, why you know, I'm I, I, not, I'm not saying even the, the, the listener saying that I'm just saying, right. Right. I think it's important for us to just have an open mind about this stuff. Cause it ends up coming around. Like mm-hmm. it just ends up coming around. Like I, I fully believe food replicators are not that crazy. Oh, no. We just got to get there. However we get there, we'll get there.
3: Just got to figure out what that substance is. I mean, we're already almost there with the Impossible Burger, which is almost meat.
1: <laughs> yeah. we're Yeah. Lab-grown meat is not only a thing, but we're getting to the place where it tastes great and where looks okay. We're getting good
3: reviews. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, I, you
0: know, just... But thank you for that email, Brian, with a Y.
3: Yeah,
1: that we like great. always like hearing from more Brian's. We don't have enough Bryans yeah. in our lives.
3: Mm-hmm. Not enough Brian's in the world. <laughs> so yeah. our next movie is this...
1: Uh, oh, by the way, filmsackage gmail.com. Our next movie is Space Hunters something, something, something?
3: Adventures in the Forbidden <laughs> Zone. It's <laughs> okay. yes. originally okay, so titled Space it, Hunter it. 3D Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. Well, no, I'm Sadly, watching- we're going to be watching the 2D version. Uh, you
1: are. Yeah. Wait, do you have access to... A 3D version. I don't know.
0: I'm looking now, though. I have I have the abilities to. Do we have this one? Send us this, or is this something? No,
3: this is on uh, Amazon. This one's on Amazon, right? Amazon okay.
0: Prime. So.
1: Yeah, Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone, 1983. Is uh, that Molly Ringwald. Who Molly is that? Ringwald. It was the first appearance what? of Molly Ringwald. Yeah, it's before any of her other stuff. Peter Strauss. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen him in a thousand years. I like that guy. He's oh, a Scott. dad in a lot of things. Plays a- Ooh,
0: 3D Blu-ray. Yeah. Don't mind if I do. He's always a
1: dad. He's still alive. He's still with us. Anyway, Ernie Hudson, probably an early thing for him. Oh, oh very. Yeah. Michael Ironside plays a character called Overdog.
3: The Overdog. As opposed to the Underdog, <laughs> he's the Overdog. <laughs> we just
1: saw him last week, that. so we're going to get a little uh, Ironside sandwich <laughs> oh. here.
0: This is good. Hey, if you got, a, if you got your little headset there, uh, uh, Ibbots, they got some. they got the 3D trailer on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can,
1: really you can oh, i bet i can M3? watch that on
3: the um yeah. on the oculus
1: you yes, know you what's can. great i just realized this is great this movie uh on imdb below it says you want more like this and one of the number one picks is Kroll from 1983 no. we're 10 wow. years into the show and Kroll is our first movie we how perfect it is around. it yeah we're just doing th- i mean it's not exactly 10 years right we have to get to uh, october or something Whatever we can make that. it we'll make it uh space hunter i feel like we should i
3: feel like we should get to like put this movie in october Mm -hmm. and then stop and then we've come full circle there you go
1: nailed it (laughs) nailed it uh so this is happening oh my gosh the guy that directed this movie who's now dead uh filmed an episode of felicity that's crazy anyway (laughs) uh well yeah that's next week it's uh that'll be a good one i'm very excited about this Mm -hmm. Uh, and we hope you all enjoyed today's show. Don't forget, you can always go to filmsack.com to get all the archives, all the stuff, everything's there, and uh, you can also contact us there or send us emails at filmsack@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at filmsack. and I know I ask for it a lot, but I'll do it again. If you're out there and you're using your uh, your Google Play or you got your uh, your Spotify or your iTunes, whatever it is you're using to consume your podcast, if they have an option to leave a review, please do, because it makes a big difference for us. In the rankings on those platforms,
3: so please leave only if it's good, only if they're positive. If it's bad, send us an email like Brian with a Y. Yeah, do that. <laughs> uh, although his was very, I don't
1: know, was this was positive. Yeah, kidding, this is great. Yes. his is good. Uh, yeah, his
3: other one was really bad, but we went back in time and changed it.
1: Yeah, he doesn't know that though, because we're doing the right no, time travel not. exactly. Yeah, the right kind, we not went, the wrong. We went kind.
2: back in time, it changed it, and now suddenly I have no facial hair. <laughs> That's good. <what> I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's a not a good side effect of time travel. You know, I would like Randy's facial hair. Keep it. Don't get rid of that. Oh, wait. I wouldn't know because we've time traveled and I wouldn't know. Would right. I?
3: We don't remember a time when he did have oh. it.
1: Oh, we can't even get facial oh. hair now. What the hell? Oh, oh. grandfather paradox. Ah, grandfather beard, beard paradox. It's happening again. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Randy, For No, how do we do this? For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy, and the other Brian.
3: We'll see you next week. <laughs>
1: This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.
0: It's the sweetie man coming.